Tihara Falchistach Gadi and Bite Size Irish Podcast. Welcome in. It was nice this past week or two uh, we signed up for TikTok at Bite Size Irish. Okay. I signed up at TikTok and okay, I'm already a big consumer of TikTok, but we started making TikTok videos for Bite Size Irish and it was really cool. Uh, Fat Pat, that's fat with a PH, <laughs> got in touch and Fat started following us. Oh, sorry, Pat <laughs> started following started following us on TikTok and he messaged to say that he found the podcast on Audible and he's listening all the way through and he's on episode 50 something. So, Pat, there's a long way to go. You're about halfway through of how many years content now there's I don't know at least six years going on but I love it it's a small world um I didn't even realize that the Bite Size Irish podcast is distributed on Audible but that's what these platforms do sure they just they, they just share the podcast in all different platforms I use Spotify for my podcast and Bite Size Irish is there and you can find an album we have Learn Irish with Owen. It's a free album you can hear on Spotify. We usually sell it for $10, but there you go. It's free on Spotify. Otherwise, Ashling, our community manager at Bite Size Irish, uh, did a member interview with Jerry, which I found very interesting. And we'll finish, or the main part of this episode is with Jerry. And that's the the interview that Ashling ran very nicely it was very cool to hear jerry's story um jerry's from in and or around chicago illinois and it was interesting because it seems like jerry kind of came at the irish language straight through poetry and landscape so it's like the land of ireland connected her with the language and it's so true like when I get to the Gwaeldacht areas, either west of Count of uh, Galway City, towards on Spidale, or driving down through West County Kerry, there's just something you feel it. There's something there. There's an atmosphere there. Something changes. You know you're in some different place. And is that a correlation between the Gwaeldacht area and? less urban or and the the rough uh landscape around you i don't know but that there's something to it i love it if you hear sighing beside me that's lappy one of my dogs um i'm recording this i usually record it uh in the office room uh in our house uh here in limnach in limerick in ireland uh but my wife is on a on a call this evening so I'm down um, on the couch uh, next to the dog and Lappy's having a great time, taking it very easy. Man, fair Lappy. <laughs> Madranua. So there you go. I hope you enjoy uh, hearing Jerry's story. It's a unique story to Jerry, but also I hope that you find a connection with the story and you might find inspiration from Jerry's story. She also sa- says some very nice things about Bite Size Irish. So, Jerry, very nice of you. And if you're listening to the Bite Size Irish podcast and you'd like to try us out for free, 
you just go to bitesize.irish and there's a section like for memberships, there's paid memberships there, but click around, you'll find ways uh, to get uh, free resources of Bitesize Irish, which does include free taster membership which you get certainly after Irish for Beginners email course. You can find that on our site. What Taster membership is, it's a taster of our free, oh, sorry, it's a taster of our online lessons, bite-sized coursey, which are not free. They're members only. And what we're doing, actually, we've been working behind the scenes to give them more structure because people felt like we've got loads of really cool online lessons for learning the Irish language for studying the Irish language but people tended to get stuck there and then didn't move on to practice the Irish language felt like they weren't ready so what we're doing we're breaking it down into better like bite-sized pieces right and and the idea is with explore membership you'll be able to take a certain set of lessons that set out the rules and the patterns in the language. That's some self-study, study with intensity, get through those lessons, get through that module, and you'll be ready to go on to Grow Membership, which is our platform with our um, private learning community for Irish language learners, which includes Bite Size Bio, Conversation Practice, and all of our Bite Size Coursey online lessons. You'll enjoy it. Anyway, Here's Anta Jerry, Agus Gurramila Maka Dashling, Asan Aglavsha, a Raigling. Um, so my name is Ashling, and I am joined today by the lovely Jerry, um, all the way in Chicago. Um, and thank you so much for coming on, Jerry. So um, Jerry is a new member on Bite Size Grow with us. Um, been what now? Maybe two months, three months with us. Mm-hmm, two months. Yeah. Um, and Siobhan had seen you go bid on Bite Size Bio and had noticed that you're really enthusiastic, and you have a really interesting background in Irish theatre and poetry. So I thought it might be interesting to chat to you about your journey with Gaelga so thank you so much for um chatting to me and um yeah it must be very cold in Chicago now is it very, very snowy cold. and cold <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> okay brilliant so do you want to introduce yourself as Gaelga for us mm-hmm. uh it's Nisa Jerry uh it's Asan Nastoit Atehe Dum uh Tame Imachoni in Chicago in America Ah, yes, brilliant. Um, and just as a warning, I don't know if it's coming across for you, Jerry, but there's a bit of a delay. So we're dealing with the lovely technical difficulties of, of Zoom and everything. But brilliant. That was excellent. Um, so you have, as I mentioned, you have a background in Irish theatre and poetry. Um, so that's what you studied in college. And was that what kind of led you to be interested in the Irish language or where did it come from? It did come from being really interested in the um, theatre and poetry that I was studying in, in university. Um, I have several generations ago, I have some ancestors from Ireland, but I wasn't really raised 
um, culturally Irish or with a knowledge of the Irish language. So my own understanding of any of my ancestors comes much later. But I was really interested in university in the way that stories were told. And I just felt that there was such a connection to land and water that I've always really loved, but I felt like there was a different experience in even in English and Irish theater and work. And the more that I started reading poetry specifically, I started seeing more translations happening side by side. And I was so curious to find out more. So I think the, the rhythm as well of what I hear in Irish, um, most of which I don't understand still at this point, but has been really interesting. Yeah, I think um, it's funny, a lot of people might have read, you know, English poets or um, read English plays from Ireland, and they might not even know that there's an Irish language. And then they hear it, or like you say, they they realise, oh, that's actually been translated from Irish, and they decide to take an interest in it. Um, and how did you start learning Irish? Where did you kind of begin your journey? I took a month-long trip in college as part of my theater program to Ireland. And we traveled around, and so I noticed the signs in um, some areas, and I was able to go on a very short trip to Balin Skellig, which I believe is now features very prominently in the newer Star Wars movies. It was nice to say, oh, I've been there. <laughs> um, and actually sitting on that island, I felt like there are names for each rock and there's a name for the way that the water is crashing into the air on that island and I thought I don't have words for this in English but I get the sense that these words are here mm -hmm. so between just seeing the signs and being on the land I thought this is where I want to start and then was a little shy about it for a few years so I looked into some uh, language courses which are available here in Chicago however because I was such a beginner, I kept timing it poorly. So I wasn't able to actually sign up. And now that we're in lockdown, that was kind of the nudge I needed to really find a community online and find um, different ways of being able to pace and, and different ways in which I could come to the Irish language. So I'm still mm -hmm. very new to it. Yeah, that's really lovely. I've never actually heard of someone coming to the language through kind of that connection to nature that you talk about. And um, I don't know if you've read the book or heard of it, 32 Words for a Field. Um, it's a new book out at the moment. It's all the rage. And it's, um, it talks about the kind of way that Irish can describe things that maybe English can't. And um, like there is 32 words for a field and words for things that we might not know in English. So um, that's really lovely. And the fact that you kind of came to Ireland and experienced that on the ground is very cool too. Um, and you mentioned as well that you learned on probably you mentioned that you learned Spanish. Um, and how do you find the difference between the two learning? Do you think it's more difficult to learn Irish or Spanish is easier? Which do you find? I think at the beginning, I was really frustrated with my retention of Irish because I had forgotten how long it took me to um, be as conversational as I am in Spanish. I started learning Spanish in grade school, studied it in high school and at university as well. So I have decades at this point of Spanish learning and it took me a minute to remember I didn't start speaking in full sentences in Spanish and I was very shy at the beginning when I was learning, but I had the pressure of a school system kind of 
forcing me to engage. Mm -hmm. So a really lovely difference now is that I think the community on Bite Size is so welcoming and um, is much more generous with um, what I feel are my mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the similarities in the language I'm still uncovering. And I think when I see a similarity, my brain immediately goes, oh, that's not English, your first language. We know what to do with that and kind of runs down the superhighway to Spanish. <laughs> and so my pronunciation comes very funny, <laughs> um, frequently in the middle of words. Um, and again, people have been really generous with that. And now I just find it amusing. And I think it's taking more time as an adult learner for my brain to maybe form the connections and to say, it's not English, it's not Spanish, it's this whole other new beautiful entry, and what does that look like? So mm -hmm. there are some similarities I'm finding in grammar patterns between, but again, being very new, I don't know if maybe I'll find more irregularities further on. Mm -hmm. So I have found that for me, I need to write things out. So the bite-sized scripts for practicing language we get, I really struggled the few times until I realized I need my little I have a little artist easel and some scrap paper and I write it out and I speak it as I write it. And that has been really helpful for me. And that is something that I did remember from Spanish. I need to have both the sound and the writing as I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm excited to find more differences and similarities as I go along. I think one of the advantages I had in Spanish was I hear the language on the street far more often here. Mm -hmm. I've to my knowledge, not heard Irish spoken on the street. Um, and so I think when I'm listening to different accents or different dialects, it's harder for me right now in the stage that I'm in learning to know if it is a dialect or an accent change versus my memory having saved the sounds mm -hmm. um, incorrectly. Mm -hmm. So that I think is really fun to figure out what those differences are. And I'm excited to see um, any patterns between Spanish and Irish, but most of that is a mystery. Yeah. Do you know what? I think it's so interesting because I have studied languages in college as well, and um, I then picked up German later on as an adult. And exactly like you said, my brain went straight to things I know, and I got so frustrated with myself when I didn't know it. And I was like, how am I supposed to know this? Like, I've never spoken this language before. And then the joy of being a, an adult learner as well is that you can say, okay, I don't have to be under pressure here to pass an exam or do anything. This is for fun. So trying to get rid of that kind of strict mindset of like, God, I don't know this. Why don't I know this? And just saying, oh, this is cool. I don't know this. This is fun. <laughs> so it's, it's a very different approach definitely as an adult. And you kind of have to embrace all of the ups and downs of that. Um, brilliant. And um, you mentioned as well on Pubble that you kind of like to translate things yourself. You might like read a poem and try and self-translate. Do you think that's helpful as a learner to kind of diversify how you're learning and bring in some kind of um, interest of yours into your learning? Do you think that helps? I think so. I think especially with um, right now in Chicago, we're under another lockdown. Um, but even outside of that, I think it's helpful to diversify the sources. So listening to podcasts who are produced by different speakers um, and reading the transcription along, that was something that um, Shawan actually recommended on one of our bite-sized bio days. And I've been really thankful for her recommendation for that. That's really helped me. But I think with poetry, and actually one of the ones I've been working on, I have here, um, but the translations from English to Irish are all by different 
writers. So it's been really nice to say, oh, I know this word, but then when I see it again, the translation is slightly different. Mm. So that's been really, I think, an easy way to learn different options for Mm -hmm. words and for meanings, especially. Mm -hmm. And I prefer using poetry than prose, partially because I write a lot of poetry in English. I also study poetry. Rather than looking at a whole clump of text, poetry is frequently broken up into lines. And right now, as a new learner, it's so much more satisfying to say, I can break this down into units on the page and translate one line at a time. So especially on days when I'm a little frustrated or there's a concept that is not not integrating yet in my brain, and the way I'm trying to use it, it's really helpful to go to poetry and say, I'm just going to look at one line or I'm just going to look at one stanza and I'm going to translate this and see if I can unlock this. And then it's really satisfying to do it that way. I think as well with poetry, um, what's lovely about it is that it's not concrete. There is no like one way to translate something like you've said with different writers translating it. So it gives you kind of more leeway in the language, I think, instead of saying, okay, well, this definitely means this. So, you know, it, it kind of, it allows you a bit more freedom to actually kind of communicate with the language better, if that makes sense, which is a really mm-hmm. lovely way of doing it. And I think it's great that you're doing that now when you feel that you're just starting off because it's such a nice way to keep going with the language. I think people maybe think of poetry as something that you kind of start to use or interpret into your learning when you're much further on, but it's, it's really lovely to start off with it. So that's a brilliant tip. I'm definitely going to do that. If I, if I ever go back to German, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> brilliant. So what tips would you have for someone starting off learning Irish? Listen to as much as you can. I think while some of the listening passive learning um, whether it's um, radio programs on in the background or podcasts I do think every so often I'll hear a word that I like the sound of or something that really piques my attention and I'll go back and I'm finding that I am hanging on to those words that have organically piqued my attention much better Um, so I would also say most of these tips that I found really useful are have been in bite-sized introductory courses. So (laughs) I really (laughs) recommend that course actually to find good tips. (laughs) Um, I right away started going to the conversation um, Tuesday conversations on BO and I still feel very shy when I attend them, but I'm so grateful for going because I don't have access to Mm -hmm. Irish speakers on a regular basis. And especially right now when I think much of the world is seeking connection that we don't otherwise have because of COVID and other things going on. It's really satisfying to feel like this language is actually a new way for me to communicate and be social. And it just has a much deeper and richer meaning than I was expecting when I first started learning. So even though, again, I I feel very shy going it's very rewarding and I enjoy having that back and forth in that conversation. So I would say start speaking as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's really useful. Um, and lastly then, how has, you've kind of spoken about it a bit, so you don't have to go into too much detail, but how has Bite Size helped you in your learning? Um, you spoke a bit about Pio and, and how you kind of 
jump straight into speech and everything but do you think that kind of community is useful starting off um, as a learner? Absolutely I think I am so much more ready to engage in a bite every day of mm -hmm. Irish because of the way Bite Size has set up the courses and so it is easier to track that even when I'm frustrated, I am doing something and I can say, oh, I have learned something or, well, I didn't learn it, but I can go back to it because of the way this is all set up. So I can go back very easily. I also think I can't overstate enough just how generous community members have been when I've said, oh, I don't know that word. What, what is that? Um, and it provides a space to ask kind of anything. Mm -hmm about Irish language and, and to find other people who might be learning at the same pace. And it's really exciting to see people who I think are far more confident and far more efficient speakers and listeners than I am to hear how long they've been learning and say, oh, okay, they started from, you know, about where I am probably, or some of them did at some point. So it's really encouraging and positive and there are days when I feel very introverted and I don't need to engage kind of actively in the community and that feels okay. And there are other days when I really want that social connection for the learning and that community is already there. So it feels like the best of both worlds. Yeah. And I think actually what you said about um, kind of, the, I think the structure of the courses is very complementary towards those days when you might just not feel like doing much at all because they're quite short and everything is there for you the sound bites are there and you can just kind of read through it and passively say okay fine and then go back to it and it's still not very daunting you know so um that's great and, and I'm really excited to see where you go with your journey because I think you're probably very unique in your approach to the language I've never spoken to someone or met someone who goes straight into literature to kind of enhance their learning or listens to it in the way where they'll say oh that word is cool that's that's a really lovely way to learn a language and it's probably taking the the kind of methodological side out of language learning and just making it a more of a, a spiritual and kind of holistic thing which is really really lovely um so thank you so much for sharing your time and and your tips and your information and everything with us um and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing you more on um Pupple. um so yeah take care thank you so much jerry sloan Okay, that's all I'm going to do. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope to see you at bitesize.irish. And thanks to Tukumo, as always, for their music that you hear on this episode under a Creative Commons license. Slán go for it.